chapter 14, verses 26 through 27. 28 there is, is also good. Uh, that we stand up here, we have scriptural uh, reference, and we're following the uh, scriptural model of what we're actually doing right now. Uh, on Easter Sunday, you all prayed for us, the four of us, and sent us out to Macau. At the same time, you prayed for Carlos and Angela and uh, June, and you sent them over to Seattle. You sent out two uh, short-term teams over the, uh, the uh, Easter holidays there. And uh, we have gone, and now we are coming back. And as Paul went out on his missionary journey, uh, he and Barnabas, uh, then he came back, and he said, and from there they sailed, as Paul and Barnabas sailed to Antioch. That's a home church, uh, Paul and Barnabas' home church, like Grace Point is our home church here, and from which they had been uh, commended to the grace of God for the work that they had accomplished. Paul was sent out by the church with the, the uh, power and the, the name of Jesus Christ and the church backing it. We went out, and you prayed for us, sent us out, and now we're back. And when they had arrived and gathered the church together Sunday morning here, uh, and they began to report all the things that God had done with them and how he had opened a door of faith to the Gentiles or to the Chinese. And they spent a long time with the disciples. So this morning we are here to share a bit about what God did in our lives. And uh, it's a, we're very thankful to be able to represent uh, Grace Point Church. Okay, so as a, you know, old teacher, you kind of got to get a little geography in here. It's, I think it helps to fix that in your memory a little bit, just to know where we're talking about in Macau. It's about a 6,600-mile 6, trip, which is a long time to sit in an aluminum tube. Um, but it uh, is kind of the south part of China, not quite, just a little bit below Taiwan, the big island uh, right here. I guess it's not that big at that scale, but it's a pretty good-sized island. Uh, Macau is right across the Pearl River Delta from Hong Kong. So Hong Kong is one of the world's biggest, most prestigious cities. Macau is right across about a one-hour uh, ferry ride, about 40 miles over that delta. Macau is actually two big islands, and they're connected by three bridges, uh, one of which we'll be talking about quite a bit. And Macau, they've done a lot of land reclamation. There is no EPA in China, so they just decide they need more land. They fill it in and they start building more land. And Macau, if you compare it to Ephrata, that's the city limits of Ephrata right there. We're not that different in terms of overall square footage of cities. One small difference, um, 650,000 people live in Macau. Um, only 8,000 live in Ephrata. Maybe 10,000 total on that whole picture. Um, you can see Macau is slightly denser than Ephrata. That might be one way to put it. More people in one apartment building than <laughs> here in Ephrata. Yeah, we, literally. <laughs> That's exactly right. Um, what's interesting, though, is when you're in Macau, it has a very, what I would call a small town feel. That may be really odd to hear, but every day we walked around, Paul ran into somebody that he knows. Uh, we ran into the same person twice uh, in Macau walking around. It is a blend. I think that the biggest overalls you can take away is Macau is a blend of everything. A blend of old and new, a blend of Portuguese and Chinese, because Macau was settled by, well, 
not conquered, but administrated by the Portuguese starting in the 1500s. The Portuguese moved in, brought in the Catholic religion, built forts, fortifications, a lighthouse, and yet there's still Chinese culture, and it's all kind of mixed together. Um, it's a very, very rich blend. Uh, you will see those large, high-rise, um, not entirely attractive uh, apartments. Then there's these old-style Portuguese colonial uh, beautiful ancient buildings uh, and then there's this new money giant casinos with electric lights and neon and animation and and huge money so it's a very interesting blend of everything in Macau they have uh, four bridges uh, three are actually uh, in Macau proper and right now they're building a 40 mile bridge from Hong Kong all the way over to Macau and that is in construction right now. But this bridge is called the Friendship Bridge. So when you come from Hong Kong into Macau, you come under this bridge, and it's about three miles long. And it attaches Macau to the island type over there. And uh, this bridge we're using as a metaphor. Here in uh, Grace Point, we have been on the process of developing, nurturing a, a partnership with our brothers and sisters in Macau over there. And uh, it started with Diane and me going there in 1986, and then Don and Gary went with us in uh, 2012. And partnerships are about uh, developing relationships between two or more parties, and we have three churches over there, and we have one here. The uh, next thing that uh, we, uh, as in preparing to go, both Wes and I were praying uh, what Bible verses, what because uh, I was asked to be the main speaker over there for the uh, worship service. So I was thinking about what uh, scripture to use, and I asked Wes to think about it. We came back, and we came up with this scripture, Colossians 1.28, and we proclaim him. And that is a central theme of the picture that Tobin painted for the gift that we gave as Grace Point's gift to the church. And if you notice, right in the middle, the three words is chuan yang ta. And that in Chinese or in English, that means we proclaim him or pro proclaiming him. And that's what it's about. And if you look at that verse, even though the main focus is upon Jesus, proclaiming Jesus Christ around the world and constantly doing that, if you look through it and we, we proclaim to every man, we help every man to become complete in Christ, it's all about relationships, and partnerships is about relationships and developing relationships. And so the friendship bridge, we are on that bridge of helping develop relationships to go toward partnership with our brothers and sisters there in Macau. So two weeks ago, we were all together at Ephrata High School, and you all gathered together. Very well done, by the way. Uh, we got this nice picture, and... Uh, we took this picture, actually framed it, and gave it to each of the three churches in Macau. So that was also presented as a, a, a separate gift. Uh, but the idea was that you were with us, that this painting wasn't just something that we gave. It was from all of us at Grace Point to all of them. And so it was kind of important that every, when we talked about the painting, we, we, it was very clear that I was there because it was impractical for all of you to come with me. So I was very blessed to be your representative and to deliver just a, the gift and a message and words of encouragement to Great Praise Church when we presented it. I understand that the video didn't quite 
uh, work properly as that happens often with our videos happen that way. But when it was presented, what was kind of neat is we explained the painting, um, but uh, Tobin, especially for you, I think you'd want to know that when we unveiled it, we pulled it out of the wrapper, uh, you can't hide a heartfelt, oh, it's just so impressed and so touched. Uh, they were so excited to see it. Um, and it was really neat where we explained it and gave the gift and we gave the, the smaller gift. Uh, then we put it on a, a big music stand while Paul preached at great praise through Colossians 1.28. And to see this painting that somebody at our church had taken the time to do and do so well and have it know that it came from all of us. And then here's Paul preaching on what that painting represents. Was, uh, it's one of those life-changing moments. That the, the things that get stuck in your head forever. I can tell you exactly what it smelled like, what it felt like, and to see that. And I think that was shared by everyone there. It was yeah. just a, there was a, an energy in the room that I think you all know what I'm talking about. When it, it was very exciting. This was after you, anytime you're together, you always take pictures. That's just part of the thing. Um, what was neat is after we, uh, the service was over, uh, the girls came up and presented the small picture uh, to the, the pastor, and then we had this neat picture together. And the, the faces, they're a little distorted there with the picture, but uh, very, very excited, very, very happy uh, when they received that. We have uh, four entities in Macau that we are on a gradual process of developing a partnership with and three of them you've heard quite a bit about the Great Praise Church, the Great Hope Church, and the Great Love Church but this time uh, it was a special opportunity because we got to go visit the Pei Jung School or the Pui Jing School where I was a chaplain for about 20 years there and uh, so it was really uh, great to meet them and we have even though we have these four entities, the focus that we're going to have here this coming summer is on the team that's coming to visit us. So we want to kind of go through each one of these entities a little bit and just show you some faces and names, uh, again, to try to transmit to you the, the relationships and keep kind of everything a little bit straight uh, as you hear about this. Probably like you, I kind of got them all mixed together in my head uh, the more that you hear about it, I think it's easier to keep everybody's relationship straight. Guys like Dave and Greg and the Gossets that have been there, it's a lot easier for them. Uh, the first one uh, was that we were at Sunday morning was Great Praise Church. And this is Pastor Richard uh, translating for me. And Richard is um, the head pastor there at, at Great Praise where we gave the gift. Um, he is a very steady a uh, solid man of God. He is extremely faithful and very willing to be used. Uh, maybe even a little bit out of his context normally, he's extremely willing. And uh, it's, it's a great picture because I'm, I'm giving the gift and kind of explaining the gift in little words of encouragement. And you can kind of see Richard is, is forcefully making the point as we go through that. We got to spend a, a fair amount of time with Richard um, on this trip. And Richard... Great Praise Church. Uh, the second church, we uh, didn't have a chance to go to the service to worship with them because they meet at the same time as Great Praise, is a Great Love Church, and this is their pastor, Awan. And Pastor Awan is in a very uh, urban church. In fact, it's right across from Peijung uh, School, literally across the street. 
Um, Awan is extremely loving. That's probably the first word I would come to when you, you meet Awan. He's got a very, very tender heart, uh, very, very humble. And uh, we've met with him uh, several times. Actually, I had a, a little bit of time just on my own to spend time with him, which uh, every moment was kind of a, a treasure. We kind of bonded a little bit, and uh, he's a little bit younger than I am. Uh, he has a huge heart for people, which is good in a pastor. Uh, that's a good thing, but to uh, spend time with him, he's a little bit soft-spoken, and in Macau, when people are eating, and they have fun, and it's very loud, so I, I was leaning over all the time to, to listen to Awan and kind of hearing every word, and Awan is a great man that uh, you can be in prayer for as well. Third church was uh, the really different church in terms of how we do things, and that's Great Hope Church. And Great Hope meets up, they're up in the north part of Macau, and Emma gave her testimony that night, Krista gave them uh, a gift, and in this picture on the, uh, your left, right, your right, is one of the elders, Joe, and then one of the other elders uh, is Mrs. Jiang, right here, and then, no, that's Mrs. Jiang, and this is Sujen, yeah. yeah, an elder, and this church is mostly made up of uh, laborers, uh, very much more Chinese in makeup, and they work six days, six and a half days a week, seven, seven days a week. They, they work every day of the week, and they don't meet until 8.30 p.m. on Sunday night because that's the only time they can meet. And you might reflect on the dedication and commitment to a church. Uh, if that's your only free time, that's where they're spending it. And so they're tired. Uh, they've had a hard week, and they are there. And so the things that come out at Great Hope is uh, very committed to Jesus Christ, uh, very uh, passionate for Jesus, and their worship is very strong. Uh, Paul tells me it's not entirely Chinese, but it feels very Chinese, and I'll, I'll talk a little bit more about their worship and show you their worship leaders a little bit, but they are very dedicated and committed to Great Hope Church. The fourth entity we met with in some ways is uh, maybe not more exciting, but is extremely, it, it, it's a little bit different. It's not a church. It's a Christian school. It's a, uh, the Pujing, I am the worst with Chinese names, um, Pujing, Okay, we'll keep going. They know. Um, they know. <laughs> <laughs> Paul did that a lot on the trip. Uh, it's about 3,000 students in a one building, and the building's huge. It's a campus of multiple buildings, but their one school is larger than our entire school district in Ephrata. It is, um, the name of the school means to train people to do right, to do powerful good in the community, and that's a, what a great mission and we got to meet with the principal, Ray. Uh, the time we spent was very short. We'd hope to kind of make that happen a little bit more. We had um, lunch with the superintendent equivalent of the school, and his name is Barnabas. So here I am traveling with Paul and Barnabas. Uh, <laughs> pretty darn cool. Um, they're making an army for Macau. Uh, I mean, you think about the impact of their training these people uh, to do the right thing, but what was exciting, and I think for Paul most exciting, was that they've got a vision, Principal Ray in particular, what's the future? 
this has to continue and getting new leaders ready to continue this, not I mean, way past all of our lives, to continue this training in righteousness of this school right in the middle of Macau, extremely urban, and they're, they're very, very concerned about the future. He's 50 years old, and he is planning for his retirement right now of how to pass on to the next generation of, uh, for, a build, for a new piece of ground, for a new building project, so they can get more students in a new building and a new, a new school. So he's already at 50 years old planning ahead. Tell you, I, was, I was very encouraged. So this one here is I want you to meet uh, some of the people that are going to be coming out uh, here in the, in the picture. The Mrs. Jong uh, is the older lady beside Wes, and then Carmen. Uh, you've met her before. She's been here before. And then Samuel is the man there and his wife, Christine. And then their little boy, Isaac, and he's, what, eight years old, right? Seven. seven. He's seven years old. And then the, the hair right there, that's Joy, and she's a sweet girl. She's, well, she's 20-some years old uh, going to seminary right now. We'll and, have a better picture of Joy yes, in a minute. And she's, a, she's got a beautiful smile. Anyway, there's one lady that's missing. The seven people will be coming here. Write it on your calendars, August 9th through the 22nd, as they will be coming to serve here. They're first of all going to go to Denver, Colorado, where our mission headquarters are, and our, my former teammates will be uh, together there. And then they're going to go to Chicago, where my former administrative secretary uh, lives in Chicago, and then they're coming here, and uh, they're preparing to uh, minister with us. So please be praying for them. We'll have their names on a piece of paper or in the bulletin for you to be praying about uh, later on here. So one thing we wanted to also cover is uh, recognize that this is a very quick report, that we didn't have a whole lot of time to prepare, and our, our thoughts may not be fully fleshed out, and we're not even sure how God is using this in our lives to begin with. But we wanted the ladies to come up and give you just a little bit of a, their first impressions, if you will. This is at SeaTac, literally, as we got off, uh, got out of the, uh, the car, and as we're getting out unpacking, the Aherns pull up at the same time right in front of us. Dennis, of course, gave me a hug just slightly longer than I'm comfortable with right away meeting somebody, but um, <laughs> here we are crossing paths on this, this missions weekend for you and this missions week for us. Um, that was our start of our trip. So kind of ask the girls if they would just be willing to share right now with you how did, what was one thing that God showed each of you on this trip? So, okay. Um, for me, this trip was about relationships and adding on to the relationships from two years ago. But one thing was um, it wasn't necessarily about the people in Macau. It was the team that I went with. Um, so I, we spent a lot of time with Wes and Paul, and so that was a big relationship that I got to build, but more so Krista, and that was one thing that really stuck out to me is I got to build a pretty good relationship with Krista. Um, one thing that God showed me when I was there was that there's always a chance to make new friends and meet new people. There was, we were coming back from Hong Kong, on, we were sitting in the ferry terminal, and there was a girl getting on the same boat as us, and she had a soccer ball in her hand, and I was like, oh, I could go talk to her, but I'll just stay here with these guys. And the next morning we got on the bus, and that was the girl I was sitting next to on the same bus, the same exact girl that I wanted to talk to earlier. So that was a really cool experience for me. 
they had a, actually it was kind of fun, we were on the bus, I get this high sign from Krista. <laughs> and they, they talked all the way from Macau down to Taipa and then to Kolowan uh, together, and that was uh, pretty precious for us to watch. So this is a picture at uh, Great Hope Church, uh, again, Sunday night, and it's about 10 o'clock, and it wouldn't be the first time I've had seen my daughter nod off while I was preaching, but it, uh, she at least had a pretty good excuse on, on this one that she was uh, a little bit tired. There is great power, I probably can't say that enough, in the worship that they have. Uh, we'll show you the, the worship leaders, but these people just have this great heart for God. And this was kind of a fun one this evening because uh, Paul did the translating for Emma and for me when we gave the gift. Uh, Richard translated when I was preaching. Emma gave her testimony. And Krista got to give the gift. So it was kind of all four of us were involved in the service uh, pretty late at night for us uh, that night on Sunday. Uh, we weren't quite adjusted necessarily to Macau time, but it was a great, great evening of worship. And we did a lot. I think everything was related to missions, the history of Macau, getting to meet these leaders in the church. And it might look like we were doing a little bit of, uh, we wouldn't call it sightseeing per se, but it was always time that we could spend in relationship with either the church or the greater picture of the church and the history of the church in Macau. If you go to Macau, you really do need to go to Hong Kong. Uh, Hong Kong is a, is a super-class uh, city, uh, very modern. Uh, very, the transportation in, in Hong Kong is just amazing. I call it a, the teenager's paradise that you can get all over the city uh, in English in the subways. You can travel super safe, and it's uh, just a beautiful city if you like high-rises and lights and glitter and, and lots of people. So we went over there on, on, uh, on a Tuesday just after we got there. There are 7 million people that live in Hong Kong, so it's a lot more than live in the area of Macau, but it's, it's a greater size in, in uh, area landmass as well. But I asked Richard, if the pastor of Great Praise, if he would be our tour guide that day. Because he was born and raised in Hong Kong. He knows everything about Hong Kong. He's a Hong Konger, we call him. And uh, wanted him to take us specifically because I was hoping that he and Wes would have more time to hook, hook up and connect. And so we got to spend all day from 9 a.m. or 8.30, I think, all the way till, I don't know, 4 or 5 o'clock in the afternoon. And I got to see a lot of the sites in Hong Kong and spend that time together uh, deepening our relationships with one another. Yeah, we spent, we traveled by bus for the most part. Nice double-decker British style, you might say, which Hong Kong's a mix of British and Chinese instead of Portuguese and Chinese. Uh, but it was great. We went through small markets. We went through giant malls. We saw uh, just about every elite car, if you're into Ferraris and McLarens and all that, they're everywhere in Hong Kong. Um, but it was the whole excuse, if you will, was to just get to spend time with Richard, uh, which was pretty important uh, on this trip. Uh, first impressions, and we can give you a ton of them, but kind of wanted the girls to, to give you their first impressions of this incredibly urban, and yet they have these little pockets of just incredible, almost jungle-like parks. 
um, that are scattered throughout the city. And Macau is, is easily walkable. I mean, if you look at the maps, the distance from one side of Macau to the other is less than the distance from here to Walmart. Now, it's got a lot of ups and downs, and there's freeways and all sorts of interesting things on the way, but it's a pretty small place. So, girls, why don't you just share, what was your first impression of being in Macau uh, with everybody? So, um, my impression <laughs> on Macau is that everyone is extremely friendly. They're, anyone you see on the street, if you smile, they smile back. Um, the waiters at the restaurants, they're very friendly, even though you can't speak to them. You can tell that they're engaged in if you're making eye contact with them or talking with them. So that was my impression. Um, I know my dad already said this, but it's a very, it feels like a small town. It's, there's a lot of people, but there wasn't a single day where we'd walk through the streets and Paul would run into someone he knew. And, like, about, like, the third, fourth day that you're there, you kind of know where you're at. Like, you'll ride a bus and be like, oh, we walked there yesterday. And you just kind of know the town. Chris and I did do a little exploring on our own. And, yes, we did get slightly turned around and have to pull out the phone and kind of look at the GPS to see how to get back to the school. But that worked out okay. What was fun is uh, Paul, all things aside, to spend time with Paul was a blessing. Uh, to travel with him, to, you know, just all the things that go along with traveling are, was very fun to be with Paul. But when we were in Macau, Paul would take us on uh, a little bit of history of Macau. So we saw the Portuguese influence going back to the 1500s and these forts and what's landfill and what was original. Uh, we saw the history of the Catholic Church, which came with the Portuguese and these beautiful buildings and the ruins of St. Paul's Cathedral, it's a Catholic church that dates back again to the 1500s. Uh, but also we toured the Protestant history of going and seeing the first missionaries that were there from the Protestant church. We went to Morrison's grave. Um, I didn't take pictures of that. It just feels a little awkward to me. But um, didn't take a lot of pictures of the people's faces other than the ones that we knew because that feels a little weird too. Um, but we saw and toured the history of the church in Macau through this whole time of walking around, and I'd echo what the girls said. Uh, on the streets, I tend to be the guy that tries to just say hello to everybody that you walk past. And big cities, 650,000 people, big cities, tend to be pretty brusque. That's if you've been to a, any large city, people are, you know, they're on their way, they're busy, they're not rude, well, yeah, rude. Um, in Macau, you say hello, in a different language, you just smile and kind of give them the, the head nod, hello, everybody lights up, universally. Not one person that we smiled at or, or said hello to, did they not engage us and smile back. Uh, that was not true in Hong Kong. Not that Hong Kong people are, are mean or anything. And when we went through the casinos just to walk through and see the amazing art they have, we didn't gamble. That just needs to be said right off the bat for Paul's sake, if nothing else. Um, but when we walked through, the casinos weren't like that. The tourist areas um, were not near as fun for all of us to be in. I need to let you know you have a history in Macau already. Uh, this is a picture of the Gossett family. We went into a very famous restaurant called Fernando's, a very Portuguese restaurant in Macau down in the south, and Paul pointed out, hey, you recognize that? That's Mark Gossett and Ben Gossett, and I, is that Jim? I, it, it's a little washed out, I think. 
yeah, the point being, the gossips, A, are famous, and <laughs> B, this is not a new thing for Ephrata, at that time, First Baptist, but now Grace Point. We've got a little bit of a history that goes back beyond just a couple years of being in Macau with the Mayhews and these three churches. So we had a lot of meals uh, with everyone, and this is Joy with the girls having a meal, and the meals are significant. I think I'd like to have the girls, if you would just kind of explain how uh, family meals take place when we had those restaurant-style meals. Okay. So for this meal, this is a very traditional Chinese, big, lazy Susan kind of style. And so they oftentimes would order a big amount of food and then... Everyone eats off of, like, everything else, kind of. So no one eats just one dish. Everyone shares, and we all kind of, like, put it into a little dish of ours, and then you, like, just pass around the food, and everyone takes a little bit of everything. Great. It, kind of the big thing is also they try to serve you, um, even if maybe it didn't look all that great as it comes by in the Lazy Susan. Mrs. Jung, especially, was very adamant that, oh, no, you eat this. And if you try to serve her... Um, she'll break your arm off saying no, and I'm serving you. And occasionally we were able to get away with it to say, no, we really appreciate you. But uh, it, that's, I'll come back to the, the meals and why that's significant later on. Um, what's interesting about Macau is the contrast. of There's this beautiful side, and there's this urban side, and there's this incredibly rural feeling of small town, and there's these isolated pockets of uh, very uh, non-urban, jungle almost. But the people is why we're there. And what's interesting about the people of Macau is, this will seem disturbing, but Macau is known as the graveyard of missionaries. Less than 1% of the population believe in Jesus in Macau. Now that's actually a lower percentage than in mainland uh, communist China. So Macau is very, very different. Macau has very unique and very difficult challenges for missionaries to be in Macau. We actually flew home next to a Jehovah's Witness couple that are missionaries for their church, and they were going on vacation. Um, It's a a, a very difficult assignment for a missionary, but because such a few people believe in Jesus, the opportunity is correspondingly much greater in Macau for the church and for believers and having a beachhead in three churches and a school in Macau is great opportunity for us and to come back to the thread of what uh, the verse in Colossians is relating to that's relationships the church is not going to grow without relationships and it's no different than here our ability to witness won't be with an ad campaign or videos or books it's one-on-one, and that's exactly how things will change in Macau, one-on-one. And a great example of relationships is Carmen. Carmen was a student at my school of Jung. She didn't believe there, but she was very open to the Lord. When she finished her college university, came back, she believed in the Lord, and then she hooked up with us at Great Praise. She is one of our most faithful workers that we have in Macau and my ministry in China. She is on our board helping the CMS ministries there and a huge help. She got up at 5 o'clock in the morning and she came down to the dock, very dock, to meet us there 
to send us off. As a representative of Great Praise Church and the Macau churches, she was there. And uh, this is an illustration of partnership. They're working on partnership coming this way on the bridge. We're working on partnership going that way on the bridge. And may God continue to lead us. Carmen brought us the gifts that are out in the lobby, the treats. Uh, those are all made in Macau and very traditional uh, sweets-ish. Uh, for us, I would encourage you afterwards, please take as, uh, take as many as you can, please. Um, enjoy them. It's a very unique flavors and nothing, nothing bad. It's just, it, it won't be as sweet as you might think they would be. Uh, but enjoy those. Those are all from Carmen, and she'll be here in August, and you can say thank you then. Um, when we went to leave, that was us getting on the ferry at the terminal, we were no more seated on the ferry to head to the airport in Hong Kong, and I turned around to look in the back seat, and uh, the phrase I would use is, the girls left it on the field. Uh, they gave their all, and they were tremendous representatives for you. Uh, they were polite, they were interactive, they were friendly, they sat politely while Paul and I talked about church and talked about church and talked with church people about church. And um, at home, they usually start throwing things about 10 seconds into the church conversations at the dinner table. Uh, they did a great job, and they, they really represented you well. Kind of circling to give you some uh, final impressions and, and close out a report, uh, it was a great trip. And this meal, uh, actually we got to point out that as Paul's son, uh, Jonathan met us uh, there, he lives in Taipa, and that was kind of special to hear his impressions and everything as well. But the meals are a great symbol of what's going on in our relationship with the churches and building bridges together. It's a round table. There's no head of the table. There's no superiority. Uh, we're a bigger church. We didn't come across like, oh, yeah, we're going to tell you guys what to do. They're a much bigger city. They didn't come across like, yeah, you guys are from a small little town, Podunkville. None of that. Everybody's equal around that table. They're sharing, trying, experiencing new things together, and it's all done in friendship, and it's a loud table. Uh, that's part of the Macau culture is you, you talk and enjoy one another's company, and everybody's doing that in the restaurant. So my voice was pretty tired, if nothing else, when we got home, that I haven't, uh, you know, the, the, your throat has to work out pretty good before you go to Macau, because you're going to be talking about that. And for me, the way they have a meal was just a great symbol of First Colossians, or Colossians 1, kind of in how you would do a, a food, that to sit around and experience the meal together was very much everyone for everyone. And that's kind of a neat thing, that that's just ingrained into their culture. So when we come back to this, this verse that God used on both Paul and I, arriving at kind of the same verse that we were suggesting as perhaps a motto for Great Praise Church, uh, that we both preached this uh, very similarly to different churches, and that important Christ is the object. This is the, the most important part of that is Christ we proclaim, but it's all plural. It's we, all of us together are part of the we, and we preach to everyone. So it's all of us together for everyone, 
And that is a, a great statement about why we believe in missions at this church, is it's not about us and it's not about them. It's about all of us being involved in that for everyone. Bridges to partnerships. Um, four groups and one uh, team coming over. And we will want to keep this in front of you as much as we can. The Great Praise Church, the Great Love Church, the Great Hope Church, and Paijung School. And then in August, you'll have a chance to meet the seven people coming over from these churches uh, to visit us and to bring a, a message from them. What can you do about it? And you might think of this as the application phase of this report. Is, uh, you're involved in this. You sent us you asked me to go to represent you, to take a gift from you. You're a part of this. This is not something the missions committee is in charge of. It's something, as a member here at Grace Point, you're involved in this, and we'd like you to be involved in more as we go forward in building these bridges and partnerships. Many, I'd say most, probably every church, gives some money to missions, right? That's something that churches do. Every church in Euphrates gives to missions. I'm very confident in that. Very few churches have a missionary in residence with them, like we have with the Mayhews. They're here with us most of the time. Even fewer of those churches that have the missionary in residence have partnerships that are already established overseas with other churches. So this is something that, to me, was extremely significant, that we have this opportunity that is rare and that... I can't think of many other churches have that opportunity, certainly not in Ephrata, but I think even statewide, you're going to search far and wide to find somebody that's got a missionary in residence and pre-established relationships with church plants in another country. So how do we get involved with this? Well, first off, the more you're involved with the Word and Jesus Christ, the closer and more useful we are as overall for His purposes. So having a better relationship with Jesus and with his word is going to be the first step. Secondly, I think between us as members in the church, the closer we are to one another, that's better for how we witness to others, that's better for us, and there's a lot of things that happen when Russ talks about life groups. That's important, to have those relationships within the church that we strengthen and encourage one another. And then you kind of go outward a little bit, engaging the community, engaging your neighbors, getting out into the world and meeting these people that we can witness to, whether that's something as simple as a social event or a sporting event or you just are together with them in any context, we build relationships so that we can share the gospel. And then that fourth one, that's the one that I've never really thought about hard until recently, partnering with another church. And what does the future look like? What does it mean to be partners in churches together? How do we support and train and help and encourage and pray for one another when it's churches that we've helped to plant or been a part of the planting overseas and building that partnership up. It's amazing to me that we have this opportunity. In closing, when you hear a new song in church, does it stick in your head sometimes? Maybe not all of them, but every now and then Michael introduce a new song and it, it kind of sticks in your head and it won't kind of go away. You find yourself humming it later on. That happens to me a lot, and at Great Hope Church that happened. They sang in Chinese, didn't know a lick of what was being discussed, other than Paul would lean over and say, they're singing about Jesus and this and this, and then, oh, okay, all right, great. 
very different music, very powerful. And you can see the, the head worship leader, he's, he's thumping on the podium with the beat, just in great passion. These guys are all young. These guys are there. And the song they sang stuck in my head. I would tell Paul, man, I can, I can still hear that song. No, no, no. I can still hum it for you really badly. Um, this trip was like a song that stuck in my head. These people are like a song that stuck in my head. I honestly can't tell you how that's going to work out in my life. I think the girls would agree that not sure how this is going to be used by God, um, but we know it probably is going to be pretty significant. To be a believer, to travel with a missionary, great blessing. To be a father, to travel with my daughter, and to experience that together with her is a huge blessing. To be a member of a church that has partners with other churches overseas is an incredible opportunity for us. And I think it's like a song that's stuck in our head, and I don't know how that's going to be sung in the future and the way it's going to be sung, but I know it's, it's going to come back. And so, kind of in closing, um, on behalf of Paul, Krista, Emma, and I, we say thank you uh, for sending us to Macau, for allowing us to represent you in Macau. It was a great privilege for all of us. Um, the impact on the four of us, well, Paul, we're pretty sure he's got his career lined up, and, and that, that's pretty solid. Um, but for Krista, Emma, and I, uh, we're not sure how, where this is going to go. Um, that's kind of an exciting feeling. The impact is underway. And uh, in June, I'll have a chance to share a few more things about it. Uh, in late June, there'll be a time of what I'll call cultural awareness that we're going to do with the church. And then in August, you'll have uh, uh, members of these three churches coming to visit with us. And there'll be great opportunities for you to engage them in, again, Find excuses to spend some time together. Take them to Leavenworth, go to the lakes, do whatever, but it's a chance to experience relationship because relationship is the key. That's what Colossians is talking about, that's what the missions field is about, and that's what we're about with these three churches. I'd like Brad to come up and pray for this time, please. On behalf of Grace Point, I want to thank you, Paul, and Emma, and Krista, and Wes for representing us well over there. That's an uh, answer to prayer. You know, I sat there in my chair um, and listened to the report, and um, yeah, I, I sometimes I'm just uh, astounded uh, at the opportunity we have to see, you know, what God's doing, or at least a small glimpse of what He's doing, and um, He has this grand scheme that involves us as individuals. And, uh, you know, appreciate the time you took to give us a small glimpse into, you know, just what's going on right now. And it's, uh, it's a real blessing. So let me uh, pray. We'll close um, this part of the service and move into the next piece. Father God, we, uh, we thank you um, for who you are this morning and just for... Um, the opportunity that you've given us uh, through um, the message, uh, the sharing that Wes and Paul and Emma and Krista gave us this morning and uh, the experiences that you gave them and the opportunity that we have um, through what they shared to experience those at least at some level. We thank you um, for the opportunity that you've given us to build relationship 
perhaps with brothers and sisters in Macau. And as we go down that journey, we do it, Lord, without a sense of um, knowing exactly what the journey should look like, but we do it in anticipation because we know that you're the one that is guiding and directing that relationship. We pray, Father God, that you'll help us to always stay in that place where we rely on you to guide and direct what we're doing. We pray, Lord, with the opportunities we have in the next few weeks um, to prepare for the team that's going to come over from Macau. And we pray, Lord, that you'll help us with the opportunities that we have to learn maybe a little bit more about their culture and how we can relate to them. But more than anything, Lord, that you'll help us to engage them well, to love them well when they come as we build um, or attempt to build a deepening relationship. And, Father, it's not about us, um, but it's about your kingdom, and we want you to be honored and glorified. So we just thank you for um, this good report. We thank you for these um, four individuals that represented us well there. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, let's uh, stand together.